Welcome back to another episode of the Playing Hooky Bowfishing Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cody. Before we get into this week's conversation, I just wanted to let you know, if you want to book a trip with us for the 2023 season, we do still have some open dates available. Now, I know Minnesota isn't exactly number one on everyone's list of states to bowfish, but there really are some amazing fisheries here, especially if you're coming from a state that is more restrictive on the types of fish that you can shoot. So whether you're coming from one of those states that's a little more restrictive, or you're looking to shoot your biggest common carp, or maybe you live in Minnesota and you just want to learn the rivers here a little bit better, we'd love to get you out on the water. I'll leave all our contact info in the show notes so that you can contact us if you want to book a trip. Next up is merch. If you want to get your hands on some aim lower merch, we have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and we'll be adding more all the time. To get yours today, you can go to www.playinghookyguideservice.com forward slash shop. I have one more thing here before we get into this week's episode. If you listen to this podcast and you think it's pretty okay, don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out and is greatly appreciated. So thank you so much for doing that. And with that, let's get into this week's conversation. Joining me this week on the podcast is Justin Clogus, uh, the president of the LLBA. And uh, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we had Justin on, gosh, almost a year, I think, since we had you guys on before um, talking about some LLBA stuff. And uh, the reason Justin is on again tonight is because the LLBA has their annual meeting coming up here on the 25th of February. And so he's just going to kind of give us a little preview into what we're going to be talking about at that meeting. So, Justin, welcome to the podcast. How's it going, man? It's good. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. We can, uh, we can dive right in. Let's, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the things we're going to be going over at this year's meeting. All right. Um, well, a couple of topics that are hot on the agenda right now is um, some of the things that are coming up with the DNR. Um, we've got some discussions that are going to be happening with them. Um, so we're going to talk about that at the meeting a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about, we've got a couple bids for our state shoot, which we do every year as well as take bids from whoever wants to host the tournament. Um, we're going to talk about our tournament series from last year and then, uh, things that we might change for this year to continue it going. Um, and then just have a you know open discussion, roundtable discussion. See if there's anything new that people want to bring up. Awesome. Well, let's let's unpack all that a little bit. So, um, you know, a lot of folks heard us talking on uh, the last time you were on, and we were talking about the the proposed gar limits that were, you know, kind of coming down the pipe. We were getting ready for. Can you give us an update on that? Yeah. So. Nothing ever came out over the summer, so I reached out to the head of the fishery departments at the DNR, and uh, he told me that the way they presented the limit and uh, um, their idea of what they wanted to do, the way they wrote it up to the legislature to get it passed through, they didn't like it. So they had to go back and start rewriting it, and um, so we're waiting on that for them to rewrite it to get it approved and we still don't know what the limit's going to be and when it's going to take effect. But I would say it's going to happen this summer for sure. Um, but I haven't got any concrete information on that yet. So more to come on that, I guess. Yeah. 
definitely. So we're still waiting on that. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that some more at the meeting. Um, and just probably, you know, how, and we've talked about it before, but just the, you know, some of the native fish that we can shoot here in Minnesota, how it just seems like eventually we'll probably end up getting limits on a lot of those, wouldn't you say? Yep, yep. I think there's some uh, groups out there that are wanting to keep our native fish um, to declassify them off the rough species list. And then if they do that, I mean, we won't be able to harvest them uh, bow fishing. But uh, if they're still uh, classified as rough fish, you know, hopefully they'll just give us a, a liberal limit on them and, I mean, look at things realistically based off of data because, like we talked about with the GAR uh, bill, none of it was based off any scientific data, any studies that they've done. So, I mean, we, you know, us as a club have been pushing them to start doing more studies and doing it realistically to look at data, basing, you know, to get their, their limits that they want to set if, they, if, they, if it goes that way. Um, so I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, there's a few of us in the uh, bow fishing community I know that have been asked to be on a, a round table for a couple things, and so uh, we don't really know what that is yet, so we're not going to really discuss it until we know what the details are and what this is going to be about. So, For sure, yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, just to, just to be clear for anybody listening, um, you know, a lot of this has nothing to do with, like, this isn't like the DNR trying to, like, push an anti bow fishing agenda. The DNR like is very supportive of bow fishing. They welcome the bow fishing community. And most of this is another, a third party group coming in and going through legislatures to get limits imposed. And, and then the DNR can't really do anything about that. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, when I talked to the head of the fishery about the gar limit, he said that being it was put into legislature, they have to act on it. He said if it's ran through legislation, it has to be acted on. So that's why they have to impose a limit. Um, if it was just somebody proposing it, you know, then it's there's different avenues they can take. And that's, what's, that's what a lot of it is, just like you said. I mean, it's third-party groups. The DNR, I mean, we've, we haven't had a relationship with them like we have now. Um, for ever since I've been a part of the board, we haven't had relationships like this. He keeps me informed on things that might be coming down the pipeline, um, things that he's hearing, and I mean that's awesome because it gives us it gives us a heads up to be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, definitely. So again, we support the DNR. We are for the DNR, and you know, hopefully, you know, if you're listening to this you know, maybe, maybe you'll support the DNR too. I don't know. Yep. And I mean, you can look at it, uh, you know, the DNR and even our conservation officers. So for the last four state shoots, every state shoot, we've had a conservation officer for that area come and talk. And they are, every one of them that's come out and talked at our, our, our shoot is pro bow fishing. They just want you to follow the rules and, do what you're supposed to do to do things right. But they're for bow fishing. They're not out there targeting us at, by any means. So, I mean, people need to keep that in mind too, you know. They're there, and, you know, if we can keep them on our good side, that just helps us in the long run too. 
Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. So yeah, so there's the the little update with, uh, you know, what's going on and, in, uh, and again, you know, if you're just coming into this and you haven't heard any previous episodes, like this is the LLBA is the Land of Lakes Bow Fishing Association, Minnesota. We're all talking about Minnesota here right now. So, you know, if you're down in Kentucky, you don't have to worry, right? This is, we're just, we're just talking about Minnesota. So moving on here. Yeah. Now let's talk a little, actually let's back up for a second. I, I heard you mention you've, you've been, uh, uh, the president of the LLBA for five years. That's a super, super long time to be doing this. Yeah. Yep. This actually, if, um, you know, if I stay on this, this upcoming election period, it will be my fifth year on there. And I'm looking, there, there's actually two positions open right now, the president and the vice president. We've both been on the board the same amount of time. We both were voted in the same meeting. So we're looking to have those positions filled if there's somebody interested. Um, we need new people in there, you know, but we need people that are in there that are passionate about the sport and want to keep preserving the sport and fighting for the sport. I mean, we're going to need fighting. We Everybody sees what it looks like across the country for bow fishing. And, um, you know, we need new ideas, you know, so we're looking for that. So we're hoping, you know, we're hoping some people are interested in and want to step up and take on a new role in their, you know, in this position. So absolutely. And, you know, you don't even have to be like a board person to like come in with new ideas. Like if you're listening to this and you've got some ideas, like you can just come to the meeting, right? Like this is our annual meeting. Like any club member can come like, you know, and we just, we talk about bow fishing and the things going on and, and we, we love to hear ideas from people while we're there. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, you're, you know, you're kind of, your interest has peaked a little bit, like go ahead and show up. Like we'd love to have you. Yeah. Yep. And it's all, you know, you just got to be a member, paid, paid member. It's 20 bucks for a year membership. You come up to the meeting. If you come, it's free pizza, pop, you know, whatever you want and sit around and tell stories and, BS a little bit and I mean everybody that comes to the meeting are great people they've been coming for years and um it's it's a good time you know we try to keep things casual we get business done but we want to keep things casual and people friendly and happy you know and talkative and, and that kind of stuff so I invite anybody that wants to come up come up and and just even see what it's about if you if you're questioning it and don't you know don't have an idea of what it's about want to check it out come up absolutely Absolutely. Love to have you. And, you know, while we're talking about it, it's February 25th. What time is it and where is it? It's at um, 12 o'clock at Angenio's Pizza in Maple Grove. Um, we've had it there for the last uh, five years now. Uh, they've just been really good to us, so we continue to go back. But, um, you know, it's always open to move it around, too, because there's been talk of that, to move it around the state. You know, maybe more participants will show up, but... We'll just see. I mean, that's where we're going to have it this year again and see what next year brings. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, and uh, I'll link um, the the Facebook page in uh, the show notes, and, you know, there's an event on the Facebook page where you can, you know, find the address and stuff like that uh, if you're interested. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be great. Looking forward to it. And uh, now one of the other things you mentioned uh, about – talking about at the meeting was the state shoot do you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so every year we have a state tournament and then that concludes our tournament series for the year which 
last year was our I think last year was our second year of this of the tournament series. Um, so this will be our third year of doing it this coming bow fishing season. But we do a, a bidding process, so we open it up to bids as long as somebody gets us a bid in by the end of uh, before the the state shoot to one of the board members doesn't matter who. Um, then we propose it at the board and it's voted on, and then whoever's vote wins, obviously that's who's going to host the bid. Um, so we've got a couple now already. I don't, I won't talk about them until the meeting because I don't want, you know, I want as many people to bring stuff up as they can. So, absolutely. And so, just to clarify, can can people show up to the meeting with a new bid for the state shoot? Yep, yep. You can bring a bid there, or you know, like I say, reach out to us on Facebook, or you know, however, whatever means you need to. But yeah, you can definitely bring one there, and we we'll bid on it there too you know so perfect yeah and and i'm sure we'll talk about the whole uh tournament trail and and getting signed up for that at the meeting yeah i mean with the tournament series there might be a little change this year we might um be i have to talk to a couple people that we piggybacked off of from years past to see if see what the plans are um because we have one tournament that we do it's it's out in western minnesota always in the turnout not isn't always the greatest out there, so we might look at adding a different one in replace of that one. So, but we'll see what happens. I mean, there's more to come on that. I don't know where we're at with that yet. So, perfect. All your questions will be answered at the annual meeting, right? Yep. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Well, is there uh, is there anything else LLBA or about the annual meeting that uh, that we should talk about and, and promote a little bit here? Well, we can talk about like let's talk about last year's state shoot just a little bit. Oh yeah, we had um, I think we were just about 30, 30 boats. It might have been twenty five. I don't remember the numbers right offhand. It was a good turnout. Um, we that's where we actually raffled off the Oneida Osprey that we were doing the um, twenty dollars a spot for for the whole year. So that's where we uh, raffled that off. So that went good. Uh, we ended up selling out all the spots for that. So all that money that was left over went to the club um, to keep funding for whatever we need in the upcoming years. Um, so that was a good thing. That was the uh, first year we did that, and I think it'll probably be brought up to do it again this year at the meeting. So we'll see. But um, the tournament series ended well. Um, there, like I said, there might be some changes to a few things with the tournament series, just in the rules to make things a little more clear and straight across the board, but we'll just see what happens, um, at the meeting when everybody's talking about it. So, but it was, last year was a really good year. Um, the club, we, we gathered quite a few new members, which is nice because the more members you have, you know, the better you are. You, you know, you have more voices out there. So that was good. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was a good year last year. We had a lot less complaints from homeowners and associations and different things like that as well. So that's it's always nice when you don't have to deal with that. So it was a good year. Absolutely. And you know what? That's a, that's a thank you to – to some of you that are shooting in Minnesota and you're doing the right thing, you know, you're picking up your fish and you're disposing of them properly. You're not, uh, running at the end of people's docks and, uh, you know, no complaints just means that, uh, folks are doing stuff the right way. So that's awesome to hear. 
Yeah. Yep. It's really good. So. Perfect. Well, uh, yeah. If there's if there's nothing else, I think we can uh, wrap this conversation up. What do you think? Yeah, I think it was good. I appreciate you having having me on, and uh, you know, everybody, come out to the meeting, twenty fifth of February, twelve o'clock. Gino's Pizza. You get free pizza. You just got to be a paid member, or you can sign up for membership there. Uh, we'll have T-shirts there. Um, yeah. So I uh, hope to see a bunch of people this year. Perfect. Yes, we will see you there. Looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Thank you. Awesome. And for those of you that are in another state, maybe you're not a member of your state's boat fishing association. Uh, I just want to encourage you to check that out. Uh, a lot of the states with a, a good bow fishing community have a bow fishing association. Uh, it's a really good way to meet other bow fishers and to, you know, find people to bow fish with and talk bow fishing. And it's also really important, like exactly like what we were talking about, like when when your state ends up going up against legislation, if if there's a a larger group of folks that are you know for bow fishing and and uh, putting their voice out there for bow fishing, that just is it's it's really helpful to have in situations like that. And and so definitely want to encourage y'all to do that. Um, if your state doesn't have one, I know some states don't have a a bow fishing association. Then you can also join the bow fishing association of America. That's a good one too. Same, same deal there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're fighting for bow fishing rights. And the bigger the group is the more serious the bow fishing community is taken, right? A lot of voices, uh, all talking pro bow fishing will get people's attention. And so that's, uh, that's another way that you can help out. So yeah, wrapping that up there, we will transition into, the last little bit of rigging season talk. And I'm just going to talk a little bit about trolling motors. We haven't really covered that at all. And it's a really, you know, a lot of us run trolling motors and it's a really great way to uh, move the boat around when you're shooting fish. And so we'll talk a little bit about that. I didn't set up like a huge episode for this one just because we talked quite a bit about trolling motors and power max converters and stuff like that in uh, I think it was episode five with Jackie Davis, the power max guy. And so if you're curious about, you know, how those things work and some more in-depth info there, you can go back and find that one. That was a really, really good episode. Jackie knows a lot about this kind of thing. And so he, he talked quite a bit about it and uh, yeah, it was, it was great. So encourage you to go back and do that. But we will talk a little bit about it right now. So on the boat that I've been running for the past two seasons, I had a trolling motor. And I know a lot of folks like to use the um, trolling motors that have the hand control, right? And, you know, twisting it as your throttle and you're just, you're manually turning it with your hand. I personally have never run one of those, and so I can't speak much to that, but I know that's a a pretty popular thing. I've always run the trolling motors with remotes, and so I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I don't see a lot of people running those in in the bow fishing community, and I'm not really sure why because they're really awesome and they work really well. So I had uh, on my 
previous boat, an Altera, Minn Kota Altera. And that's the one that has the auto stow and deploy and the auto trim up and down. And that was a really, a really good trolling motor. The, the ability to just, you know, push a button on the remote and it'll raise up when you're getting into more shallow stuff and then put it back down when you're getting into the deeper stuff is a huge, huge benefit. And it, it makes things a lot faster and you scare less fish that way. I, I found that when I had to crawl up to the front and adjust the depth collar and, and manually raise it with my hand or whatever, uh, that made a lot more noise and it scared a lot more fish. And so being able to, to use the remote to trim the motor up and down is huge, a huge perk. Absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, I, I was running the, the, uh, trolling motor. I had three, it was, it's a 36 volt system. So I had three deep cycle batteries and all three of those were hooked up to the power max converters, which went back to the generator so that I would never run out of, uh, battery power for my trolling motor. And that is a game changer. Um, you know, a lot of us probably, started back in the day with a little trolling motor and a little battery and you know eventually after you're chewing through weeds and running into mud and sand and stuff that would really eat the battery power and eventually you know your your trolling motor battery would die and then your night would be over but with these converters that just never happens anymore and so it's really awesome i highly 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 recommend them if you are uh, uh, going to be running a trolling motor. And then I encourage you to listen to that episode with Jackie on it because he talks about, you know, how you want to hook them up and how you want to run your trolling motor so that, um, everything, you know, stays how it's supposed to be. You know, you're not going to break stuff if you're running them properly. And, uh, so definitely check that out. Yeah. So just being able to use a remote with a trolling motor, is it's I think it's great you know it 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 frees you up so that you can be literally anywhere you want to be in the boat and still be able to control the trolling motor you don't have to be right there in the front holding on to the handle and so even before I had the Altera I've had Minn Kota Tarovas and Minn Kota Power Drives and the Tarova is is similar to the Altera it has the bigger remote but that one just, you know, you have the depth collar, the manual depth collar to adjust your depth. Um, but it's got the big remote with the screen on it. And so really similar to the Altera. And then the power drive, that was several years ago that I had one of those. But I had it hooked up to a co-pilot. And basically what that is, it, it was an add-on that you could put onto a power drive, a little remote system. And it was more like a key fob remote. It was very small. And you just had like your on, your off, your turning. And uh, I actually think that's it. That was all that was on that remote. But but still just, you know, I was still able to, to be anywhere in the boat that I wanted to uh, and be able to control the trolling motor because of that remote. So uh, definitely a huge, huge advantage there. Um, I, uh, in my in my previous boat, I had a platform in the front and in the rear. And so a lot of times I would just stand on the rear platform and I'd still be able to control my boat, right? Because I have the remote. And so that was really, really great. Um, but, uh, 
yeah, trolling motors are, you know, there's pros and cons, just like with everything, right? And, you know, if you're, you know, really beating them up and running them in the sand and the mud and the, and the weeds and banging them into logs and stuff, like, yeah, that's going to, you know, wear down your trolling motors. There's really no way around that. And so, you know, if you're really, if you're really trying to bust through stuff, maybe a trolling motor isn't a good option for you. You know, you'll have to make that decision on your own. But if you are able to run one, it is a, a really nice, efficient way to, to bow fish. Um, and plus trolling motors obviously are a lot quieter than the other options than a, you know, a kicker or a mud motor or a pusher fan or an airboat. Um, a trolling motor is as close to silent as you can get compared to those other options. And so if you're trying to be as quiet as you can on the water, well then a trolling motor is probably the exact thing for you. So, um, something to think about there. Um, but yeah, and then you just want to make sure that you're, you know, keeping up on the maintenance of your trolling motors, um, so that they last you as long as possible. Right. So, um, you always want to replace the prop when they start to wear down. I used to keep extra props in my boat just because, you know, sometimes you'd run into something and it would break or you'd run it through sand for long enough. And then it would be so worn down that it would have to work really hard to get you to move anywhere. And so it was just nice to keep that in the boat. I kept extra depth collars when I had the, the older trolling motors that had those, um, super, super good there. And then there's just other maintenance that you have to do every couple of years, like clean the brushes and, you know, going through the, the internals of the motor and making sure that all of that stuff is fresh and, ready to go. Uh, we've, we've said it a bunch of times on this podcast, but you know, nothing is really built for bow fishing and the kind of, you know, abuse that we put our equipment through and eventually, you know, no matter what it is, a bow fisher is going to break it just because of the nature of the sport. And so, you know, you can prolong that, inevitable by taking care of your stuff like with this trolling motor you know keeping everything up to date replacing things here and there um so that it lasts you as long as possible but eventually it will break just like everything and and you'll need to replace it so something to think about there but yeah that's uh that's really all we're gonna be doing for rigging season for now things are starting to heat up especially further south and so we'll uh we'll start talking about more you know the actual sport of bow fishing instead of the the equipment for the most part um so yeah it's it's going to be here before we know it and i mean like i said down further south things are already starting to get going people are already starting to shoot fish and so it's just a matter of time now can't wait going to be awesome yeah, so this year I hope to see some of you out on the tournament trail. We uh, we signed up for the Open and we're ready to go there. I saw a few others that have been on the podcast are already signed up. And so go out and say hi to the these folks. You know, when you're down there, if you're going to do the Open, say hi to us. 
you know, come up and, and tell us what you think of the podcast. We can talk bow fishing. We can, you know, hang out, whatever, you know, we'll just, I like, I like meeting people in the, in the sport and making connections and talking bow fishing with people. So, you know, whether it's at the open or some of these other tournaments, I don't, the, the open is the only one that we're officially signed up for, but we're also hoping to sign up for the AMS big 20 when that sign up starts on March 1st and hoping to sign up for the Iowa tournament that we did last year. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll be promoting those things on here as they get closer so that if you are interested in doing any of these tournaments, you know, and hearing us talk about them gets you excited or whatever. I'll have all that stuff linked when we're talking about those, those tournaments, uh, and future episodes so you can get signed up yourself. But yeah, wherever you're at, would love to meet you. Would love to talk bow fishing. Um, so hopefully we can, uh, we can do that here in 2023. And again, you know, we'll just, we'll bring it back full circle. And for those of you that have, uh, bow fishing association in your state, get signed up. If your annual meeting hasn't happened yet, I know a lot of them have, but if yours hasn't happened yet, like try and make it to one of those meetings and get plugged in and, and uh, just hear what what's going on for your state for bow fishing. If you're in Minnesota, again, ours is on the 25th of this month. Come on out, free pizza, free drinks, talk bow fishing. We'd love to meet you and and talk bow fishing with you, and uh, you know, get you into the greater community of bow fishing because it's uh, you know it's bigger than one person. It's bigger than ten people. It's this is a huge community. And, uh, you know, we, we just want to keep growing it and, uh, getting as many people into this community as possible and, uh, you know, hanging in there together because that's, uh, that's what we got to do. Right. So, and it's more fun that way anyway, I think. So with that, that'll end this episode. So we'll see you on the next one. And, uh, thanks for listening, everybody.